0: Alright, you can you can remove this <laughs> to begin with. Thank you guys. Thank you. So um, so Casey and Louise lead our youth lead our youth here and um uh Scarlett Scarlet is uh really sick right now, so Casey can't can't be with us today and she was organizing the kids and organizing youth. She's the reason that the kids and Louise, the reason that they think that youth group is so much fun. Uh, but this week we met, the group of kids and I, and we organized and put the pieces together. So from the moment you came in, you were greeted by Caleb and Peter. Where did Peter go? I think he's upstairs. By Caleb and Peter. And um, But I also wanted you guys to notice two people that are hidden that make church happen. Do you know that often the people that do the most are hidden? Did you know that? It's not always the people up here with a microphone. And so they might not love it, but Noah serves back there all the time. Like not just, we can't just throw a random person, teenager back there and be like, hey, do sound today and make it sound good. So Noah, thank you. He gets up early. I don't know if you know, but teenagers don't like to get up early. He gets up at 8.30 on Sundays. That's You like to get (laughs) up early? So thank you. And Sarah as well. They come at 8.30, and Sarah does this. Uh, And it is not easy. We have a lot of adults. She's actually an adult. She turned 18. Can you believe it? A lot of adults pulling their hair out back there like, oh, this computer. And she does that for us as an act of love. Uh, It was really fun when I sat down with the kids, uh, the youth, on Thursday. We opened up our Bible. And we looked at, why do we come here? And they wrote up their answers. I I don't know. I think our really organized person who cleans our building took it off. But we had left it up on the board, all the scriptures that we'd looked up, and in their own words, why we come here. And I wanted you to see their words and why they come here and how important this space is to them. And I asked them, like, what part of church do you connect with God the most? What part of church do you like the most? And you probably wouldn't be surprised that most of, most of them said worship. Most of them said worship. That didn't surprise me. Um, one of them said, um, said the sermons. I love her. She's my favorite. No, just kidding. <laughs> and she says, I love to write and draw out what you're saying. And I know many of you adults do that. And I told her, I love that you do that, and I'd love it if you'd show me sometime. And then, and we got really real. One of them said, well, sometimes I really love your sermons if they relate to me, and sometimes they don't, and they're actually my least favorite part. And I told them, I don't think it's any different for the adults. I think sometimes you come and you're ready to hear, and the message speaks right to your heart just because of where you're at. And sometimes you come and you're like, well, that might have been it, but maybe your brain was just busy from the week and it's just too full, and you just weren't ready to listen. Or sometimes you're like, that was just for me. So I'm like, I don't think you're that much different than all the rest of us here. And I also think many people in Foursquare love worship. I think many people here connect with God very deeply in worship. And also the kids did not want a sermon on their Sunday. And I I want them to understand, and I want us to understand that our worship is not as deep when we are not grounded, when we have not received the teaching. And I told them, you might be surprised what's sinking into your heart as you sit there. Because I grew up sitting in church, and we did not have, like, cool things for kids. You sat. That's what you did when I was a kid in church. You sat. And I used, you know what I did during church? Math. Does that tell you about me? I did math. So we had hymnals. Does anybody grow up with a hymnal? So I did math. And I would figure out how old everybody was when they died, in my head. That was fun. Okay, that tells you a lot about me. But that's <laughs> during church. But you're listening, and things are sinking into your heart. And sometimes I remember, I'm like, oh. And I told them as I was a kid, sometimes I'd be sitting there and thinking, I don't agree with my pastor on that one. And you can do that too. You can think, hmm, I don't see it that way. And start to ask God to show you how you might see it someday. And God shows you, like, because in my church I was told things that you can't be a woman and you can't have a microphone. And I thought, what? You can't be a pastor. You can't be a missionary. You can't. And I thought, I don't know about that. And so you can sit there and be thinking and ask the Holy Spirit to begin to teach you and show you. And my church said, if you speak in tongues, it's from the devil. And I was like, what? Or you have the gifts that they're not for today. And then I went out on a mission trip when I was 16 had no clue what it was, and I started speaking in tongues. So I come back, and I tell my pastor, and he's like, you better stop. That's of the devil. And I'm like, nope. I know it's not. And so you get to start to think and form and let God shape who you're going to be in your faith. And so I'm going to have a sermon, <laughs> and it's going to be a short one. I promised them I would keep it short. So I'm gonna keep, to help me keep it short, I pick one verse. I should help, Right? This was a verse that somebody recently told me a different way of seeing it than I'd ever seen before. Sometimes that happens, and you're like, oh, and it makes so much sense. This one is from the Sermon on the Mount, which we talked about not too long ago, and it's pearls and pigs. That's what I'm calling it, pearls and pigs. So let's read the passage together real quick, the verse, so she goes to the next slide. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs. I can't even read it back there. I'm getting old. Lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack them. This is from Jesus, right from the Sermon on the Mount. So as I started reading this passage and thinking about it and remembering what someone had told me recently, I'm like, I want to see if I agree with what she says. I started thinking about pearls and the value of pearls. So I love pearls. I don't know if you're a pearl person, but I think my aunt and uncle gave me this set when I was 16, and I was thinking of this memory I had. So when I was a girl, we went to Hawaii. I'm curious if you guys have this memory. And you could go to Hawaii, and for, I don't remember how much, a dollar, five dollars, you could open an oyster. Do anybody of you guys remember that? And inside, you would find a pearl. And I remember just loving watching people, because my dad is practical, therefore we would not do that. But I love watching other people spend their money, and they would put it out there, and they would open them up. And you're hoping for a black pearl, because they're worth the most. I just remember being enamored, watching and waiting and watching people's faces when they opened them up, and maybe they got a pearl inside, and they were so excited. And I loved pearls. I, had a, I have a beautiful aunt who is Italian, and she always wore pearls. And I really loved her. And my mom wore pearls, so I love pearls. I think they're beautiful. So we'd watch people. This is the sad thing about becoming an adult. You go and you look something up online, and you find out it's a scam. It's a scam. They were fake from China. I was like, that just is so disappointing. I was like, why don't they do that anymore? I wonder why. Oh, because they weren't real. So, but anyways, that's what it reminded me of. The value of pearls. Pearls are beautiful. So go to the next the next slide for me. Today we're going to be talking about pigs and pearls. Keeping it simple. The next one. Thank you. Cool picture, huh? Look what I found. Pigs and pearls. Um, <laughs> pearls are beautiful and you would not throw something beautiful. To a pig. You would not take something that's valuable and throw it to the pigs. So the text start with, do not throw something sacred. Do not throw something holy to the dogs. So what is this sacred thing? And what is this holy thing? So one way of interpreting it, and what I'd heard, is God's word. The gospel. And it makes sense. It's right there, right, in the middle of Jesus' teaching, the Sermon on the Mount. Don't throw that to be trampled. Don't take something of great value and throw it. So someone said to me, you are the pearl. Don't throw yourself to be trampled to the pigs. Don't throw yourself to be mistreated. You are that valuable person. Can you go to the next slide? I found this quote um, by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And I wanted to share it with you. I'll have to back up a step. So, human, I'll, I'll read it to you and then say, Humanly speaking, we can understand and interpret the Sermon on the Mount in a thousand different ways. Jesus knows only one simple po- one possibility. Simple surrender and obedience. Not interpreting it or applying it, but doing and obeying it. That is the only way to hear his word. But again... He does not mean that it is to be discussed as an ideal. He really means us to get on with it. So Dietrich Bonhoeffer is saying, you can come to the Sermon on the Mount like a diamond, and we can talk about it from this angle, and we can interpret it from this angle, and we can look at it from here, but he's saying, I think one of you guys actually said it, maybe in prayer today, that we actually can do it, to live it. So I hope today with my little teaching on pearls and pigs, it'll be a way for you to be like, I can actually live this out. And I want to introduce you to Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Read Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You know how I often say read dead people? I say that around I'm like, read dead people. He's dead. But you know what else I also often say around here? I say read people who are really old. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is unique. He died young. He died very young, and yet he had so much to say. I think he died like when he was 38. And I think, how in the world can someone be so wise and have so much to say by the time that they're only 38? And do you think I, you know, I was thinking about this. I think it's because his life was so hard. Ugh. That's kind of sad, isn't it? I think because he went through so much, and he, he, sought, he sought God so fiercely, he had so much to say. That's why I think. So today, what does this mean? What is holy and what is sacred? Think about it. All of creation is what is holy. God's word is holy. Truth is holy. You are holy. You are sacred because you were created in the image of God. And therefore, we are called to protect what is holy and sacred. God highly values what is sacred. Be wise. Think it through. If you have a toddler, would you give them your pearls? A family heirloom, would you give that to them? Would you be like, here, Avery, here is grandma's great, great grandma's ring. This is for you. Have fun and play with it. You would not. You would probably wait till she's 21. And then you'd be like, here, this is from Grandma. Treat it well. Treasure it. Sometimes we're not wise with ourselves. You are the pearl. Do not let people trample you. Don't throw yourself to be abused. There are people, I think this is number one up there, there are people who treat us like dogs and pigs. There are. There are people who've treated me and trampled me, and I've let them. And she was saying to me, don't let people treat you that way. Jesus says you're a pearl. You are of great value. Don't let it be trampled by the dogs. Don't throw that to them. There are people who will treat you, and you don't have to put up with it, and you don't have to keep yourself in their path. I think... One way we see that is social media. People are trampling each other. They're treating each other like pigs and dogs. You can remove yourself. You can say no. You can't treat me like that. This is a scripture I love. I want the kids to hear this. Guard your heart. It's a wellspring of life. Your heart is where your life comes from. The core of who you are, protect it. Don't let people and things stomp on you. I have let people stomp on me and not treat me while thinking I was being a good Christian. Well, of course you let them do that. You're being loving. But am I really? I wasn't loving myself. I say this because our kids are actually having a really hard time in schools, And maybe you didn't know if you don't have kids. They're being trampled. Um, My sister called me this week. This is not an unusual story. I've heard this from many kids in this place, um, but this is not here, so I can tell it, that my nephew was in PE. He's in the front of the line, and a kid, it's not unusual for kids to yell cuss words that I didn't even know about until I was in college at each other in middle school, and he yells blank loser, pushes them down, and says, you have no friends, and everyone starts laughing at him. It's not an unusual story. My nephew is a pearl of great price. He should not be treated like that. So he came home, and they practiced at home how he'd respond and what he would say the next day. This is what he chose. I am sorry that you are insecure. And he had to practice saying, I am sorry that you are insecure. You cannot treat me that way. He goes back to school. The next day, the kid comes to him. He's mean to him, and my nephew says to him, I'm sorry you are insecure. You cannot treat me that way. And the kid turned and left. Yeah. I think we need to learn from our kids, and we need to help our kids to understand. People can't treat you that way. It's also saying with God's word, don't share it with people who are going to stomp on you. Don't share it with people whose hearts aren't ready. Audrey talked last week about invitations. I was like, man, we use that word a lot around here, don't we? I liked your message. Uh, he talked about sharing the gospel, which I think this, this passage compasses, encompasses. And Audrey used, uh, this, this is how it works for me to share the gospel too, come and see. Come, look at me, come and see. Come be my friend. Come see how I live. Come and see. But if someone's going to trample you, and abuse you and put you down, well, they're not. Their hearts aren't soft. Go find somebody else. Go find somebody else. Um, Two, up here, my next one. Let's see if it's there. Oh, this is a good quote. God can love someone so much that he sent his son to die in their place, and it doesn't necessarily make them safe, trustworthy, reliable, or any of the other necessities for a healthy relationship. It simply makes them loved. It took me a great many years to even dip my toe into the water of learning to deeply love without giving my whole heart to them. It's true. God loves everyone. He has died for everyone, and not everyone is safe. Hmm. Am I loud? Oh, they say I'm long. All right, go to the next one. I'll wrap it up. That's my daughter, who no one else would be like. Can you finish that up? Oh, Hazel. All right. I want you to hear these last few words. If we can remember we are a pearl, it can help us move more wisely through the world. You can ask yourself, is this how one treats a valuable pearl? Right? If someone's treating you, is this how? someone treats a valuable pearl. And if someone's is treating you in such a way, then they're not treating you as a child of God, beloved, and you probably need to move and remove yourself and not let yourself be treated that way. Can you go to the next one? This is from the First Nations Bible. It's a slightly different version. We've been using it around here. Same verse. Take care not to give what is sacred to the ones who will turn on you and treat you with disrespect. For who would toss an eagle feather into the dirt to be trampled on? I was thinking, if I can remember that God values me and loves me as a pearl, I will learn to make decisions differently. What can we learn from pigs and pearls? Pearls are beautiful. They're valuable. And that's how God sees us. That's how God sees all that is holy, including creation and sacred, and his word. Watch out for the pigs. Don't throw yourself to the pigs. Got it? Okay. All right. I'll wrap it up because I promised them. I'm going to pray for you guys today, and then they would like to end with the doxology. God, I thank you for your your kids. All of us. All of us kids. Thank you for worship today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your presence. Go with us this week. May you remember to be light as we go. Thank you for this simple, simple, but not easy idea about pigs and pearls. Amen.